Adam, thanks very much for taking time out to join us on Bread of Blue. I know you're at the uh, European Championships camp. We can see there from your from your Welsh top. The atmosphere inside the camp at the moment must be must be fabulous. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, you know, Wednesday night to get that win uh, was incredible. What an experience to be involved in that um, atmosphere was was amazing after the game. And then, you know, even going on to now, the, the lads are buzzing and you know, looking forward to, to carrying on in the tournament. The Turkey game was, was nerve-shredding for us watching back here in the UK. So what was it like inside the stadium? Oh, it was so stressful. Uh, <laughs> actually, watching from the sides, I understand why my mum gets so stressed now watching me. <laughs> there's nothing you can do watching from the sides. Uh, obviously, when you're playing, you're just, you're just in the zone and you're, you're concentrating on your job and what you've got to do. But from the sides, it's just so stressful. And especially we had a lot of good chances, you know, to, to put the game to bed and we just couldn't get it. But, you know, when that goal went in, in the last minute, uh, it was just such a relief, and uh, and yeah, then such a buzz after that. It was it was amazing. You've been in and around the squad for a, for a couple of years now. Ad, do you, do you do you do you really feel a part of it now? It's probably you're a little bit nervous at first, but you feel a part of it now. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, obviously, I joined up probably after the last Euros in 2016. Really, so um, you know, since I've been involved, it's been it's been amazing. Uh, the team's done unbelievable. Um, you know, like you say, I was a little bit nervous joining up first, but I've been in and around it now for four or five years now. So, so yeah, I love it. I, you know, when the, the squad gets announced and you're, you're involved in it, it's something that I, you know, can't wait for. I love getting away with the lads. How'd you get on with Gareth Bale? Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he's great. He's, uh, he's you know, obviously someone who's a, an amazing player, unbelievable talent and, and done so much in the game, you know, four Champions Leagues and, and uh, you know, playing for Real Madrid. And he's uh, someone that all the lads look up to and he's great with everyone. He's got time for you to talk to and stuff. So, so yeah, he's a great guy. It's all a far cry, isn't it, from, from Netherton. Do you ever think back to your, your formative years with Everton at the academy? <laughs> yeah, sometimes, yeah. Um, you know, we had a great, a great team. My, my age group coming through, the likes of Shane Duffy, uh, Adam Forshaw, Jake Bidwell, Luke Garber, lads who have all gone on to have amazing careers. Um, but yeah, they, they were the good old days. You, you know, you learn your bread and butter there. Um, you know, it's uh, something I look back on. It was an amazing time for me and yeah, I really enjoyed my time there. How old were you when you first walked through the gates in Everton? Uh, I was there probably about 14, 15. Um, I actually didn't sign. I was there just just on trial, kind of for a six week base thing, and I ended up just training for for a year. So I was training two times a week with Everton with Kev O'Brien, the goalkeeper coach there, um, and then just playing Sunday league on the weekend. And then after a, I think it was it was about a year after a year that you know they offered me a deal, and it was at that time I thought, well, I need to you know if I want to make it as a professional, I need to get in with an academy and. Um, yeah, so about 15, I, I signed and uh, did a year and then got a, a YTS after that. Everybody that's been through Kevin O'Brien's tutelage always speaks very well of him. Yeah, he was, he was a great guy. Um, we had some good goalkeepers there as well. It was actually Jake Bidwell was actually a goalkeeper when I first went. <laughs> was he? Was crazy. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Kev was was great with me. Uh, I was with him for four or five years. Um, great guy. I'm not sure is he still involved down at, down at Everton now. Yeah, he's with the 23s now. Kev doing well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, he, you know, learned a lot from him, um, and then obviously moved on to training with the first team with Chris Woods and working with Tim Howard. Um, and like I said, learning your bread and butter from the likes of, of them people. It was a fantastic foundation for me to go on and have a good career. Uh, part of part of the enjoyment, the huge enjoyment of me doing these Bread the Blue podcasts is just seeing lads like yourself develop from, from young boys into men. I mean, I go back to, I think it was St. George's Hall in 2010. You were the Academy Player of the Year. You were sitting there with your mum and you said to me, I don't have to say anything, do I? <laughs> and, and look at you now away in the European Championships. That was, a, that was some night for you, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a. I was so nervous when they called me up on that <laughs> speech. Uh, yeah, I didn't know what to do, but you know, obviously with experience and stuff, you you start to learn all that stuff and and get used to it. Uh, but yeah, just to think, what, eleven years from now, I'm sat here at the European Championships. It's uh, it's amazing. It's absolutely fabulous. You you were in and around the first team at times. You went on a pre-season tour to America, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, we uh, we were over in Russia actually with the twenty threes. Uh, well, the reserves as it was then, um, and then I think it was me, Conor McElhaney. Uh, we kind of we got called up to to go on the first team tour, so we flew back to London and met met the first team there, and uh, and flew out to Philadelphia first, and then we got the train up to Washington after that. Um, again, amazing experience. Um, you know, getting a real taste of what it's like to be in the first team environment. Uh, the standard of the training was was unbelievable, uh, and just the experience for me, especially, was 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 incredible. You know, flying over business class, I'd never done that before. Um, <laughs> staying in lovely hotels in America, uh, going around Washington D.C. Uh, yeah, it was it was an amazing time. Did uh, Tim Howard speak to you much during your time at Everton? Yeah, Tim was great with us. Yeah. Um, Obviously, me and Conor Roberts, we we were up with him for three or four years, really. Um, and I still take stuff that he he told me now, still use that now. Um, at the time, Tim was probably one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League. Um, it, it was prime at around that time. So, like I said before, someone who I definitely looked up to and, and he was great with us day in, day out, giving us tips and, and even just going, looking at the way he worked and look at how he went about things. Um, yeah, he was amazing. So, yeah, I'm very grateful to, you know, being around that time when he was, was at the peak of his game. Who was it that actually had to tell you that, that you weren't going to get a contract at Everton, that you were going to be released? Yeah, it was David Moyes. Um, yeah, I was absolutely devastated. I remember going up to his office and it was him and Chris Woods in there, um, scared to death because he was, a, you know, a... He had a great presence about him and you, you yeah. knew when he walked into a room. So obviously going into his office, that was probably the first time I was ever in his office, actually. And the last time, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was devastated. I remember going home, cry I was literally crying on the phone to my mum. I just, you just don't know where you're going to go from there. You've been at Everton for so long and um, that's all I knew. And then obviously it was probably the best thing that's ever happened to me, really, because... I was nowhere near ready to to be involved with the first team at, at that age, um, so I had to go out and and really learn your trade and and put some 
get some game time somewhere and, and learn from some experience. And, you know, it's obviously benefited me now, you know, 10 years later, the, the Euros. How long did it take you to sort of pull yourself together and say, right, I'm going to bounce back from this. I am going to have a career as a professional footballer. Um, a couple of weeks, because and then the, the trials start to come around. You know, your agent gets onto clubs and you start to go to other clubs. And um, I had a bit of a blip, to be honest, because I, I was on trial at a lot of clubs and it, nothing really came off. And then I got offered one at Southampton under 23s and then that all went wrong with agents and stuff like that. It, it, it just didn't get done. And it wasn't until October... Um, so obviously we got released in the May, yeah. Um, and then obviously up until October I had nothing. So there was times where I was thinking, "Well, yeah, I don't know if this is gonna, it's gonna come off. Like I might have to just go and get a normal job." Mm -hmm. um, but and then I got rid of my agent, um, and I just started ringing people that I knew in football, goalkeeper coaches, friends, agents. Just rang everyone. Just just tried my best to, to get a, a trial somewhere. And an agent got me a trial down at Sheffield Wednesday. Um, I went down, did really well. Probably the best trial I've had. And uh, they had four goalkeepers already. Though. They had Chris Kirkland, uh, Nicky Weaver, Stephen Bywater, and a 22-year-old goalkeeper who was kind of coming through. So they didn't have anything for me. Um, so I went back home and then kind of a week later, the goalkeeper rang, goalkeeper coach rang me up and said, do you fancy coming to sign for a month? Because Stephen Bywater got injured, Nicky Weaver was injured and the young goalkeeper was injured. So they only had Chris Kirtland. So, wow. yeah, straight down, obviously signed for a month. And in that month, I, I did really well, trained really well and, and they offered me a, a, a two-year contract. Um, so I, I was kind of lucky, to be honest, that, you know, them goalkeepers got injured and I got my, my chance to, to impress. You say you were lucky, but you, you had to persevere, Adam. You had to be mentally very, very tough. Mentally tougher than you'd ever had to need to be before, I suppose. Oh, yeah, 100%, yeah. Um, that Sheffield Wednesday trial was kind of like a, a last chance for me. I was like, this is all or nothing for me. Um, and it, it, luckily it paid off, you know, a little bit of luck with the goalkeepers getting injured. But like you say, um, I had to, you know, get down there determined to, to show them what I'm about. It was your spell at Barnsley that, that really made you, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Mark Crosley was um, the guy who brought me over there. He was the, the Sheffield Wednesday under-23 goalkeeper coach. Um, and he went to Barnsley with the first team. And then my contract was coming up with Sheffield Wednesday and he rang me and said, do you fancy coming down to Barnsley? Um, he said, I, you know, I think you can get some game time here and, and really kickstart your career. And, and that's what I did. Uh, I signed a two-year contract with Barnsley. Uh, Luke Steele had just gone to Panathinaikos and they signed Ross Turnbull uh, Ross Turnbull got injured in pre-season so I started the season off I think I played 12 or, 12 or 13 games at the start of the season uh, was in kind of form was a little bit up and down and Ross got back and, and then he played and then I played towards the end of that season I did really well uh, and then that was kind of the time where I thought, yeah, I can, I can do this. Uh, really enjoyed, you know, playing week in, week out in proper men's football. And I kind of just kicked on from there, really. Was there a determination inside you to prove people wrong? Because I'm sure, 
as you say, you had trials at clubs and it didn't give you a chance. There'll be a few goalkeeping coaches who've been ticked off for not taking you on. Was the part of you in was a bit of inside you saying, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna prove you all wrong here? Um I'm not not so much everyone else. It was more to, to prove myself that I could do it. Do you know what I mean? It was like obviously you'd not been involved and and been knocked back so much, it was like, oh, maybe, maybe I'm not up to it, but like you said, just that determination to to prove myself right that I can do this and I can play at a good level, you know, and be and be a professional footballer. Um, like you say, it took a lot of hard work and a lot of knockbacks and a lot of grinding day in, day out. But you know, I'm kind of seeing the fruition for that now. Clearly not afraid of a challenge because the move from Barnsley to Stoke City was a challenge for you, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Um you know, my last season at Barnsley was was amazing. Uh, you know, we'd just been relegated to League One, um, and I had a year left. And I just thought, right, this is the year we've got to get ourselves back promoted, and and then I'll see where we go. And I I did amazing that season. The, the lads were incredible as well, and we we got promoted second in the league. Um, we got joint most clean sheets with Luton, who also got promoted. Uh, had a real good team and played some really nice football. And then, you know, the Stoke Stoke thing came along and uh, spoke to the manager, Nathan Jones, at the time. And, you know, he kind of said to me, 98% Jack Butland's going. So the shirt's up for grabs. So I was like, happy days. Let's go and, uh, you know, move move on to another club and, and show what I'm about. Um, but it didn't really come, come to that. Jack ended up staying for one reason or another. And then I found myself third, third choice after, you know, after having such an amazing season and mm. wanting to kick on again, it, mm. it just didn't happen. Um, but like you say, that sticking at it, grinding in each day, because you just never know in football, things can change so quick. Um, and yeah, towards the end of that season, I got, I got a chance. I played the last four games and, and helped us secure, you know, uh, being in that league after a real bad season. Um, and then, yeah, I just kind of kicked on from there and I'm loving, loving playing at the minute. When you, when, you, when you left Everton all those years ago, did, did, you, did you have a look at yourself? Did you assess yourself and were you happy that you'd done enough or did you look back and think, I could have done things differently? Um, I just think mentally I probably wasn't ready. Like physically and, you know, probably ability-wise, I, I was there, but I... I just don't think I was I was ready to be involved in in that environment. You know, there's such big players there and, you know, big, massive personalities. And I just wasn't used to, to being in and around that. And uh, like I said, just going away, learning your trade at a lower league and, um, you know, that just meeting new people and, and stuff like that. You just kind of get a lot more experience in, in being able to, to deal with them situations and, now I'm 28. I've seen a lot. Uh, seen a lot of managers, a lot of players, and and how things work. So you just kind of get used to it. Your Everton Academy days gave you a good platform, though, Ab, didn't they? They gave you a good grounding to push on. Oh, 100%. Yeah, we, you know, we would. Uh, YTS was a, a Finch Farm, brand new uh, training facility. Best coaches there. Um, you know. Everything we needed, the best gym, food, um, everything was there for us, education, all that kind of stuff. Um, 
Yeah, 100%. It was, it was an amazing, amazing time there. And, and like you said, really give us that platform to kick on and, and go and have a good career. I think, obviously, the, the amount of lads that have gone on and had good careers from, from Everton, it, yeah. it speaks for itself, doesn't it? Didn't know Jake Bidwell was a goalkeeper, though. Was he any good? Yeah, he was really good, yeah. Um, it must have been under 14s, 15s, maybe. And I think his dad kind of said, you're never going to be tall enough. So <laughs> I think they pulled... I think Jake had signed a long, long-term long contract with um, with Everton as a goalkeeper. Um, well, I think his dad put... Don't, he might have to ask him himself, but I think this is how the story goes. Um, so I think his dad pulled him out and he was playing like local uh, local football for his, his county, I think it was. Mm. And then he was doing really well. So Everton, I think, brought him back in as a a centre-half kind of left-back and, and look at him now, he's absolutely yeah. smashed. Yeah. And he got a game for the first team, didn't he, for Everton before he left? Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. He, got, so. he, got a, he got a game in Europe. Do you still keep yeah. an eye out for Everton's results? Is it one of the first ones you look for, Ad? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, it'll always be a, a place in my heart that I, I love forever because it was, you know, like you said, give me that platform to go and have a good career. Um, so, yeah, I definitely do look out for the results. Very much involved now in the European Championships, just to wrap things up. As 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 sort of not being in, not being first choice goalkeeper, you've still got to keep yourself sharp and you've still got to apply yourself every single day because, like that, you could be needed. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, um, you know, obviously Wayne and Danny have played the majority of the games, building up to it, and obviously Danny's played the the, uh, the, the group games and and he's done absolutely amazing. Um, I've spoke about this before. It's it's difficult being a goalkeeper. There's only one spot, and you can't come on and, and change the game. The goalkeeper's going to play the full ninety minutes unless something goes wrong. Um, but you have to be ready. Um, you know, I made my competitive debut over in Bulgaria when Wayne got injured with fifteen minutes to go, and and I had to go on and and see the game out. And, and you know, we luckily got the win. But you just have to mentally be switched on, just prepared because you just never know. Like I said, football is crazy. It can can change real quick you just got to be ready for that moment is it possible to tell us what it's like to to make your debut for your country to play your first game for wales what, what goes through your mind when you're walking out uh i've never started but i played a friendly game against trinidad and tobago uh, which i knew i was going to come on at half time um and it was in the season where we were doing really well with Barnsley, so i was full of confidence and um yeah i just that just embraced it just it's just one of them things that, you know, you kind of like you do, you do dream of as a kid. Like mm. you're watching like international football as you're growing up, um, and just thinking, oh, I wish, you know, I wish that could be me one day. And and there I was, you know, walking out on the pitch, ready to play an international game. Um, and we we won that game one 0 which uh, which topped it off. Uh, but yeah, it's obviously just super proud for for all my family as well. Um, Mum, dad, brothers and sisters, girlfriend, kids. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Like tournament football, the Welsh, don't they? Yeah, we're not bad, are we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adam, listen, it's fantastic to speak to you. I can still remember that night at St George's Hall when you were terrified to go up to get your award. Everybody in Everton is so proud of what you've achieved and, uh, and, you, and we know you'll keep achieving and good luck for the rest of the tournament. Thank you very much. Cheers, Daz.